0: I'm your host, Nicole, and I'm so excited to dive into today's episode. We have an amazing guest who I highly recommend as a coach that we are going to dive into some really interesting topics, so stick around for that. So diving right into it, I am going to introduce you to Liana Lobo. She is a certified life and business transformation coach. She started her coach training at Coactive Training Institute in June of 2020, and she has been a full time solopreneur since April of 2021. She's been living in Hong Kong for the past 10 years, and very soon she will be relocating to the US. Leanna, can you please tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, what's your business, how long have you been in business? Give us all of the good details.
1: Yeah. Hi, Nicole. Thanks so much for having me. Um, So yeah, I'm Liana, I'm from Hong Kong. Um, I was born in the States, but I spent most of my life here. Um, But now I'm in a time of transition again. Um, So like you said, I'm preparing for a move in the next couple of months. Um, So in terms of what I do for a living now, um, I'm a life and business transformation coach. So I specialize in helping female solopreneurs overcome challenges that keep them from growing their businesses. So that might sound like that I'm a business coach, but that's not what I do. Normally what a business coach does is that, you know, you'll go to them with a problem like, oh, hey, I'm having trouble finding new clients. And then they will they'll tell you, okay, here are all the steps you need to take to find your clients. So, so that's not, so I'm not a consultant, meaning I don't really like instruct people and tell them what they do. Uh, because I believe that 90% of the time people are stuck not because they need more knowledge or, or, or information, but they're stuck because of like the deeper, you know, mindset stuff. Like, for example, they might not be confident enough, they're not trusting themselves, uh, they're doubting themselves, or they have all these, um, you know, thoughts that are, you know, just sabotaging them. Um, so, so that's what I do. I help people get in touch with what's really keeping them stuck. And then I help them get in touch with the, you know, the wise and resourceful part of themselves. And I help them, you know, I partner with them to find the solutions for themselves. So rather than me telling you like, hey, Nicole, this is what you should do. You know, I'll be like, hey, Nicole, like, what do you think about this? Right? Um, Because I believe every person has the ability um, to, to see you know, the way out of their situation. But oftentimes, we're just so like, there's just so much noise in our minds. And I guess part of what I do is I help people quiet down all those, you know, noises, and just focus on, yeah, the wise person within them. Hmm, I
0: love that. I really like the analogy of, There's, there's so much noise because there is in today's world, especially if you're running your own business, you're a female entrepreneur, business owner, there's so much noise when it comes to the online space in your business, in your personal life, you know? So I really like that analogy of just helping them to quiet the noise and work on that together. So I'm curious, you mentioned, um, that you help these women, through various different challenges in business and in life, what are some of the challenges that you see come to the table most often?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think most often is definitely not knowing how to show up on social media. Okay. Like, like, oh, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm really shy in front of the camera. I, I really don't know how to show up. I'm really shy. Or some people are just like, oh, I don't even know what to write about. Or they find you know themselves so stressed out creating content mm-hmm. um or the second part which I think is related is also uh, there's a lot of confusion over what their niche should be right like oh because so they get so much advice about like oh how you need to be super specific but then they're like a lot of people are like oh but I don't know like which group of people I should pick like how specific do they really need to be mm-hmm. you know I mean and a lot of people just end up just getting stuck in their own heads trying to figure it out and not really going anywhere and a lot of people are I guess afraid to post on social media until they have clarity but what's funny is that clarity doesn't come in a vacuum so when you're sitting at home just trying to brainstorm and thinking and thinking and thinking like it doesn't actually it doesn't get you anywhere you know what I mean so you actually have to um take action such as speaking to people and just start creating stuff and see what resonates with you and resonates with other people. And then that actually gives um, clarity. And I think the second part of that as well is, um, I think, you know, a lot of times we don't really understand who we truly are. Um, So, you know, Nicole, like I worked with you for, you know, for a session, right? So it was all about helping you figure out, like, what's your purpose? Because I think a lot of times people, You know, we grow up, especially as women, we want to fit in, right? So we grow up like looking at our peers, seeing how they act, and we just kind of fit in. So we never really had a chance to think about who we really are as individuals, like what we like, what we enjoy, what we don't like. We just kind of get influenced by everyone else. But I think to create your brand, you know, as a solopreneur, the first thing that you need to actually get into is to figure out who you really are you know and and that's the starting point wow
0: yeah that's really powerful I I completely agree so hmm okay that that gives me a lot to think on on who you really are and then I guess that kind of comes into who you are as a coach or as a mentor as a consultant or whatever it is that you do in your business Um, so as you mentioned I have worked with you before. Honestly, it was a really insightful session. Um, You dug up a lot. Honestly, by the end, my voice was hurting because I had done so much talking and you just listened and took away certain pieces that I had never thought of before and then we kind of elaborated on that so it, it really got me thinking about a lot of things I had never thought about from my own life experience which was amazing and I've never had that done before. so kind of with that in mind, I'm curious what what made you want to be a coach what was your calling for wanting to be a coach because I honestly think that, You are somebody who you're just a born coach. It's just in your blood. It comes natural to you, whether you think it does or not. Um, The questions you were asking, the way that you are listening, I could just see that that was your calling. So I'm curious how you came to realize that this was something that was aligned with you.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for saying that, because I do feel like I was born to do this you know, not to brag, but um, it's funny because when I was a kid, I actually told my parents um, I wanted to be a social worker. Um, I think even at a young age, I knew that I wanted to help people for a living, right? But then my parents like discouraged me. They're like, no, that's really stressful. You're going to have to deal with so many sad people and then you don't make much money. And they basically talked me out of it. And then I basically just forgot about it. And then as I got older, like I I thought about more other, you know, commercial or cool careers. Like, for example, there was a time I wanted to get into like the music business or like fashion merchandising. Um, But then in in the end, like that was a bit too specific. And I just decided to uh, major in communication when I was in college. Um, And then fast forward a couple years, you know, I realized, you know, I didn't really want to work in an advertising company, like that wasn't fulfilling enough for me. So actually, in 2014, I joined a nonprofit. And I was running a mentorship program for disadvantaged teenagers. So basically, um, every year, we would recruit about 60 of these teenagers from low income families in Hong Kong. And then we would find them uh, corporate uh, volunteers to be their mentors. One on one, right? So they'll be, um, you know, working together for about six months. So as part of this program, I, um, you know, reached out to a lot of trainers, right? Um, who would conduct various, like, you know, life skills training, like job skills, you know, all that stuff to, to, you know, to, to run this program, right? And so this was my first experience of this whole uh, personal development industry right? And I was really inspired. (laughs) Like, I I saw these, like, trainers, like, teaching these young kids, um, you know, not to be afraid of what other people would think of them, you know, inspiring them to dream big. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to be like these kind of trainers one day, because, you know, I would see how these young people would transform. Um, So at that time, I kind of knew about coaching, but um in Hong Kong most coaches are quite uh mature I guess you know like they're older in age have a lot of work experience but then at that time I was like 26 or something and then I was like oh like who who, who you know as a 20 something year old like how can I be qualified to be a coach so I basically just forgot about the idea and I was like okay I guess I just have to find a you know normal job and climb the corporate ladder or whatever and then maybe when I'm 40 years old and I have enough experience, then I can consider, you know, becoming a coach. Uh, well, I basically, you know, for the past couple of years after that, like I, I, I didn't really enjoy my work. Um, and until early 2020, I was at a really low point in my career. Um, I was at a job that I just absolutely hated. And, but I didn't know what else I should do. Um, so I actually finally decided to hire a coach for myself, um, a career coach. And so when I started working with her, I told her, okay, I really need to figure out what I should do next. So literally we wrote down together, you know, all the various options, career options that I had for myself. So one was like, oh, doing HR." you know, like like uh, diversity, you know, learning and development, and one was counseling, and then one was coaching, and one was like, um, CSR. So I actually systematically researched each uh, career to see which would appeal to me the most. So because my last job was related to HR was actually related to um, engagement and wellness. So I thought, okay, it was most logical to Go into HR, right? Because um, my previous experience was in communications. But then, luckily, working with my coach, she helped me realize that while this was a safe and logical uh, uh, next step, it was not what I was passionate about at all. And and it, I mean, it took me a while to figure this out, right? I mean, so so you know, it took me a couple of months to realize actually what I really really wanted was to coach, but it wasn't. Definitely not the top choice that came up because it was so scary. Like, how am I going to make money? What do I do? Like, what? (laughs) But then, you know, finally, my coach really encouraged me to pursue what I really loved rather than, you know, going for the most logical step, which is, you know, what I've done my whole life. So that's why, yeah, last year, um, you know, after making that decision, I immediately, you know, applied for a coaching program. And now here I am. I got my certification in um, August of this year after going through 14 months of training. Wow.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That's an amazing journey. I feel like a, a lot of the female entrepreneurs in the coaching, consulting, mentorship space can relate to not being passionate about what they're doing in their day job and Mm-hmm. wanting something else. And then we kind of come across the coaching world. And if it matches for us, if it's for us, then we kind of just automatically know that it's, it's the route to go. And there's a million different coaches in, in many different spaces. Um, but I really think that you and life and business coaching is so well aligned. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, what was it like quitting your job, a secure job to then go all in full time on coaching and not really knowing how it was going to go because you were just kind of starting out. And I know you also have a really great Instagram post, um, I don't know if you know the one that I'm referencing or not, but you have an amazing Instagram post that I messaged you when I saw it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just resonates with me so much. And I think it was kind of on this topic a little bit too, wasn't it? So can Mm -hmm. you kind of touch on that, I guess, and what it was like going from a secure full-time job to being like, okay, I'm quitting. I don't know what's going to happen, but (laughs) I'm going to follow my heart.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was such a... difficult time of my life but I learned so much so okay first of all I I think that I I wasn't planning to quit my job so soon because in my mind I was like okay I'm going to stay in this job for as long as I can while I build up coaching experience so it'll be you know more safe and smooth transition well things didn't really turn out because my so-called uh safe job wasn't so smooth and safe after all. Like there were a couple of changes that happened and like I, you know, uh, my boss ch- changed my role and then I was suddenly given all these um, unrealistic un- goals that I just couldn't meet, you know what I mean? So things at work de- de- deteriorated really quick over a couple- period of couple months, right? So it was in like March when I was thinking like, oh my gosh, like I really can't be in this job anymore because either I'm going to just want to kill myself, you know what I mean? Or my boss is going to get rid of me. And, and, and so I was really struggling. I was like, okay, I definitely don't want another full-time job right now. What am I going to do? Um, and I actually had to go through this process to help me um, come to the decision that quitting is the right thing to do. So I actually sat down and I wrote down a list of all the things that was bad about my job. So, you know, previously, all these things were just in my head, right? But when I actually wrote it down, like, for example, like, oh, not having a supportive boss, not feeling like sense of achievement, not having supportive colleagues, I wrote it all down and it was a long list. And I was like, I was shocked. Like, I looked at this and I was like, oh my goodness, no wonder I hate this so much. No wonder this job is making me depressed. And, and so that was a really key moment, right? Um, you know, and, and actually this is why I really encourage people to like write down their thoughts and then to really observe it, right? So now now I truly see like as a third person, how, what a bad situation this was. It was a kind of a no brainer. It's like, of course I have to quit. I'm not just being like, um, you know, like self-indulgent or whatever. I'm not being a quitter. It just, it just made no sense. This is not good for my myself my well-being at all to stay here so yeah and then I just told my boss I wanted to quit um but then it was really scary like so so the post that you're talking about it was actually um a picture I took um out out, you know of of my view so I live on the 46th floor right so it's really high and I was saying that this is the view that I was looking at when I knew I was going to quit my job. Basically, I was I stuck my head out the window (laughs) looking down. I was like crying in despair. And, you know, I I, I wasn't suicidal, so I wasn't actually going to jump. You know what I mean? But I was just feeling so like in despair and so nervous and so tired that I literally was staring down and was thinking "It, it would be so much easier if 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 I didn't have to continue, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Then that, that was a really tough time. Um, you know, like not knowing what's going to happen next. It was hard, but then, but, but then what I learned from coaching was to actually embrace my feelings. So I didn't push them aside. I I just allowed myself to feel this. And with all feelings they're not permanent so you know after a couple hours you know I calmed down and the feelings kind of went away and then I decided to you know you know some new ideas started popping up you know I could do this I could you know, try this um so yeah <laughs> I don't even know if that answers your question
0: yeah that um, totally does that's that's an interesting story and honestly I think a lot of people can relate. I know I've been in that situation and and like you, I am definitely not suicidal. I've never thought of that, but I have had moments where I'm like, it would be so much easier to just jump or to just whatever. And you you don't entertain the idea of maybe doing it, but you just think, oh, this would be easier but of course it's not what I'm going to do. And I have to continue on with my life. And then you kind of collect your thoughts and you get your thoughts together and maybe you write them out or I write them in my, you know, a notepad in my computer and you kind of go from there and you just continue on with life. And maybe it's a different path than what you had assumed, like leaving your job. Um, but I think, I think a lot of people have been there kind of at that breaking point or knowing that a huge life-changing decision is going to be coming up in your life and it seems really overwhelming but
1: then you kind of
0: just take it one step at a time and go from there
1: yeah actually I have to say though that the worst time for me was between the time um like when I was gonna resign and so 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 I had to give my notice right which was like about a month so I think that one month was actually the worst because I I still have to go to that job but then at the same time, I knew it was ending. Um, but what happened was, what happened when I actually left the job, though, was that I actually felt um, like I had so much more capacity in my mind to, to plan and to deal with things. Because I think that job was just taking so much of my energy. You know what I mean? I, I couldn't be creative. Like, I couldn't be myself. So when I actually, when the job was actually out of the way now, and I could actually breathe and and just have time to think, and and that was when I started feeling, you know, motivated and encouraged. And that was when I saw possibilities that I couldn't possibly have seen before. Mm -hmm. So, so while, you know, while I would normally encourage people to not quit their jobs, you know, like in in a whim, you know, make sure you have savings and all that. But for me, I feel like I needed to quit like that. Because, you know, the job that I was in, I I just could not be my best self. Right? Like I was just that job was just bringing me down so much that I couldn't be resourceful. I couldn't think of new solutions. I didn't have that energy. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, interesting. I've totally been there too. So I can definitely resonate with you on that. Um, So kind of rewinding a little bit to something that you said a little bit earlier that I wanted to go back to was in Hong Kong, a lot of the coaches are more mature and you Mm. were 26 or around that age. And you were kind of just like, this is something I know I want to do. And I know I can feel inside of me that this is my passion, but I can't do it. Cause I'm not the right age. But then even if it was a few years later, you ended up just being like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to do it. So <laughs> what, what made you make that shift and make that change of, you know, I'm not going to wait mm-hmm. for the next 10 or 15 years to do what it is I want to do. I'm going to go against the norm of what it is in Hong Kong. And I'm going to pursue what it is that I want to pursue in my life.
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. <laughs> um, so, like I said, I think throughout my life, I've made decisions based on what's rational. I think that's what we're taught to do, especially you know for for us, you know Asians, you know we're we tend to think that way, right? But then i when I worked with my coach, right? and I was telling her how basically, I've been pretty miserable throughout my whole career. I think i I, I like that job working at the NGO, but actually, I've had many other jobs that I didn't actually enjoy most of them so so in general as a whole I feel like I I have I've been really struggling since I graduated from university and then I realized hmm, part of the reason was that I never really paid attention to I guess what I really wanted like I I would my decision making process would always be okay you know which career would um, you know propel me forward the most right like which which kind of company would you know I'll be able to make more money I'll be more successful right and then um, the the my personal interest came next you know what I mean like I, I would always stay within a pretty safe box right and only find my interest within that box so definitely coaching was outside of that box, right it was too too wild too out there but then i I realized like, wait a minute, like if I continue to stay and explore within this tiny box of what's reasonable, then I'll never be happy because like the same stuff will just keep happening over and over again. Um And then I think what was what what was also different was that, um, you know, after working with that coach and and seeing like what she does, I was like, Hmm, I don't need to be super old and mature to do this kind of stuff, right? Because like I said, at the very beginning, like coaches aren't really supposed to be like mentors, like giving advice to people, right? Actually, what we do is really just listening to people, right? And helping them feel safe, right? And I was like, oh, I don't, I can do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? So actually, like being coach gave me the confidence that hey, I can do this too, you know, because after after a while of being coached, you know i would observe my coach and like see what she asked me and then i was like and and i would be able to predict you know what she was going to ask me so i was like yeah i can do this i i i can coach myself so i'm sure i can coach other people hmm.
0: interesting yeah and i i think for you specifically like i said earlier you're just a natural born coach maybe you didn't realize it at the time so i can totally see you being coached and being like i can do this you know i don't think everybody would be able to do that. But I feel like knowing you and your personality, that's definitely something that you could see within yourself. Like, this is something for me. This is something that I can totally do. So that's really interesting. So, okay. So I'm curious, um, what was something that you had to overcome in order to get to where you are today in your life, your business? I know maybe you've already touched on that. Um, But if not, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to elaborate on that a little bit more.
1: Hmm. Yeah, because it's actually quitting my job. Um, (laughs) so, so I I guess quitting my job really meant, um, risking, uh, like going into the unknown, Mm -hmm. leaving my comfort zone. So, So that's what it's all about. And it was funny because when I was younger and when I lived with my parents, it was a lot easier, right? But then now that I'm financially independent, I realized like how reliant on, I guess, uh, what you call it? Like I-, I was actually not as much of a risk taker as I thought it was when I had to rely on my own finances, mm-hmm. right? Like when I knew my parents were backing me up, then I would take the risk. <laughs> so. So that was, that was really hard. Like, even right now, it's it's really hard for me. It creates a lot of stress, not knowing how much money will be coming in in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. And so it's really something I'm still working on right now. But um, for me, what's helped is, is my faith. So I, I consider myself to be a spiritual person. And it's really forced me to rely on God, so I believe, you know, there, you know, there is a higher power out there who looks after us, and I've really had to like lean on that. And in my experience, in the past six months, like God has come through, you know, you could call it coincidence, whatever. But you know, my 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 parents have, you know, given me money without me asking, and you know, I didn't even tell them that. You know, I need help, right? But but you know, random things would just happen, right? Like, um. But what's interesting though is about faith is that um, you don't. It's about trusting what's going to come, like tomorrow, even though you don't see it today. Do you know what I mean? So so if I quit my job, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. But it's just I just have to trust that when I get there, something you know, somehow I'll be taken care of, or I just trust that when that time comes, I'll be able to handle it. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) this is what's really getting me through like faith, that faith in the, I guess in the higher power, but also faith in myself you know, because I kept having these thoughts like, oh my gosh, what if I'm I'm going to be a burden to my family? What if I have to go hungry and have to be a beggar? And I'm like, wait a minute, you know, like I have skills, you know what I mean? Like I'm an educated person. Like oh, that doesn't even make sense. Like I, I, I would not, if, if I really had no money, I have, I can, you know, find a job, right? Like I'm not going to, you know, be, become homeless, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Sometimes our thoughts just, you know, we just think of the worst. Mm-hmm. And really not true. Yeah.
0: I guess that's really just being able to harness your thoughts. And, and I love that you being like, no, I have skills. I am educated. I'm not going to end up on the street because I've been, I've been there too. I'm sure a lot of other coaches and mentors have of you quit your job and you're like, Let's see what happens. Let's see where this takes us. Um, And I've had those exact same thoughts, you know, when I first started my business of, am I going to end up on the street? Like what's going to (laughs) happen? But you really just have to reel it in and be like, okay, that is majorly the worst case scenario. That's never going to happen. You have family, you have friends, you have skills, you have education, you have so much under your belt life experience that it's never going to end up that way for you. So it's funny, you know, it's, it's funny to talk to people about, these topics, because you realize how much in common you have with other people. A lot of the thoughts you've had, I've had, and I'm sure if you're listening to this as well, you've also had. So (laughs) it's really funny. And and it's it's nice to talk about it and to be open about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely very comforting to know that everyone has these thoughts.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So in your opinion, then, um, what's the most important personality trait or strength that somebody would need to work in the coaching, the mentor industry, and to be successful within that industry?
1: Yeah. Um, so, for coaching specifically, I would say that for people who want to be a coach, um, I think we definitely have to dedicate it to growing and healing ourselves um it's a never-ending process and and when i first started coaching school uh, they told us that um we can only take the clients as far as we've been so if we want to like expand our impact that means we also have to grow ourselves um so that means as a coach i i continuously seek coaching or even therapy or both you know what i mean um you know, because I believe you don't finish <laughs> growing. It, it, it's always, you know, a process, right? So, so that's really interesting. That's really important. Um, having this uh, love of uh, learning, I guess, and having a really curious mind, you know, about personal development and, and this kind of stuff. And then the second thing, this is more about um, entrepreneurship. So, so it's about enjoying independence and making decisions on your own. So what's funny is that I always thought I was a team player because, you know, when you go look for jobs, they all, you know, with the requirements, they all say they people want to hire team players. Right. So, of course, I would always tell my employers that, yeah, I love teams. I love working with people like which I do. But then I realized, wait a minute, I actually prefer making decisions on my own, like maybe because I'm an only child. So I'm really used to that. But. You know, I actually, you know, when I was working in teams, I would often get frustrated, like having to oh, consult so many people, all these stakeholders, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Right. But then as a sole printer, you just have to make decisions on your own. And I feel like not everybody is comfortable doing that. So I think if you're someone that really needs to be in a team and talk through everything with people, then this might be really hard, you know, because when you run your own business, you can have... You know friends or even mentors to, to give you advice but at the end of the day a hundred percent we have to own our decisions we can't blame anyone else so so that's super important um yeah and then the third thing i want to talk about is um having like a having like a being being a somewhat idealistic person so obviously, it's it's it, you know this life, this path of being an entrepreneur is really hard, right? Like if 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 someone just wants to live like a smooth and easier, predictable life, I think definitely being employed full time is a lot, you know, easier, right? Because you don't have to worry about you know your income coming in. So I I feel like if if anyone's choosing this path, you need to really desire it. And so for me, um. I think for both of us, actually, we really were discontent <laughs> with the typical nine to five life. And, and I feel like that's actually very necessary. Like if you're someone who's like, oh yeah, my job kind of sucks, but you yeah, know, whatever, it's not so bad, you know, <laughs> then you, you that won't be enough to really uh, keep you to persistent and, and work through all the challenges to make it through. You know what I mean? So actually, you know, in that post that that you you talked about, I talked about how I just couldn't bear the thought of, you know, staying in, uh, you know, corporate job, because I don't know, think about it, like makes my soul just want to like shrivel up and and die. I I, I know it's so dramatic. But if I didn't have that, you know, then it wouldn't, you know, help me move forward you know what I mean because otherwise I would just it would be so much easier to just go and find a job again um yeah so so actually I I think being be having this ideal having this ideal life in our in our heads is, is actually really is really important um yeah
0: yeah that's so powerful I literally cannot agree with you more on that you have to be so dissatisfied with your job or just the general lifestyle that you're living, your job, you know, I would come home, I would be drained, I would be tired. I wasn't necessarily even happy with the group of friends I was hanging around with all the time Mm. because they weren't talking about the things I wanted to talk about, business, entrepreneurship, online business, helping people make an impact. They were not talking about any of that. And just everything in my life, I was getting slowly more and more dissatisfied And that was really similarly to you, I'm sure, the trigger where I was like, I can't do this for the next 40 years. And that's the whole reason, too, why I left Canada, because I was like, I can't do this for the next 40 years. Who knows? Maybe in 10 years or next year, you never know. Maybe I'm going to have that same realization and need to make another shift. But that's okay because that's life. But you're right. You do need that strong motivation that I am not doing this. For the next X amount of time. And you need to be able to make that change for yourself. Because one thing I noticed really early on, not noticed, but one thing that really took a hold of me was nobody else is going to do this for me. Nobody else cares mm-hmm. enough about me to make a dream life for me. I have to do that myself. And That, that alone combined with not being in love with my life was enough to make a shift. And I'm sure Mm. a lot of people in the industry who are coaches or mentors or consultants can understand that and resonate with that and go us, honestly, go us because not everyone can do that. And I don't know what it is, what trade it is, but there's just something about us maybe being a go-getter. I don't know what it is, but there's just something in us that it's like, nope, this, this isn't going to work forever. It needs
1: to change. Yeah. yeah, And I think we get a bad rep, right? Especially for the you know, older people, like the boomers or the Gen X, maybe they'll say that, oh, millennials are so entitled. Like, oh, of course, working sucks, right? Like, oh, stop, you know, living in a dream world. Um, so I, I want to add that. I mean, it can be true. Okay, so... I think for some people, maybe they're just trying to escape your know, responsibilities, right? Okay, so maybe some people, because you know, nobody really genuinely loves working, right? But I think the question is, are we just refusing you know, to work or, or is it, you know, are we trying to go towards what we want? You know what I mean? So So the first is just like, oh, I just hate working. I just want to play video games all day and not think about life, right? But I think for us, it's it's not that we don't want to work, we just want to do work that we're passionate about. We, like for me, I just really want to do work that helps people, which um, which I wasn't, I feel like I wasn't able to do in all my previous jobs. You know what I mean? So that's how I knew that, okay, I'm just not a, a lazy entitled brat, right? Where I just want to rely on handouts, but no, it's this entitled, not not this entitled, this, this, this dissatisfaction is actually uh, a sign that I should be doing something else.
0: Yes, completely agree. Yeah, you put that so perfectly. That's amazing. Um, so okay, so after we've talked about all of this, if somebody is interested to get more information about how they can work with you or what capacity you work with people in, um, you already talked a little bit about how you can help, but. Give us some more details on that and maybe where we can find you online to hear more of your content.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so, so I have a website, uh, lianalobo.com and my Instagram is lianalobo.coaching. Um, so basically I, I, right now I exclusively do one-on-one coaching. So I don't have any courses or programs. So it's all one-to-one. Um, so it's totally customized to to what your you know your current challenges is, right? So I offer a one hour free, no strings attached consultation call, if, you know, for anyone who just wants to know more about me. Um, this is not a sales call. It's it's just really a chance for us to get to know one another and I'll help you figure out like what it is that you need to move forward. Um, so yeah, I, I look forward to you know speaking to anyone who you know who enjoyed you know hearing <laughs> what I had to say.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And then they can just kind of head to your website if they are interested in hearing more about that discovery call.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You can just um, yeah send me a DM or email.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I have worked with you in a capacity before and I can definitely say it, you provide a lot of direction and clarity. So if you kind of feel like you need that in your life or in your business, then I would definitely say reach out to Leanna. I know it's totally no strings attached. You just want to get to know people and more about them and how you might be able to help them if that is something that they are open to and that they even need. So highly, highly recommend Leanna. Very insightful. Leanna, before you leave, is there anything else that you wanted to include or let people know about?
1: Um yeah it's always worth chasing your dreams, no matter how hard it is. And yeah, what else? Just trust yourself that things work out. And even if they don't, it's it's never the end. They'll always, you know, even if we fall into a hole, it's not like, oh, game over the end like we'll always find a way to climb ourselves out of the hole you know so so trust in our our ability to to recover and 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 to find find ways to to carry forward because yeah we'll always make it
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. so I feel like that's how faith. that really sums up this whole episode I think so that's amazing thank you once again for being on the show Leanna I really appreciate your time and we will chat soon. Bye.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. Bye.